Yo, 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 what up, y'all? It is your boy, and uh, <laughs> welcome to another brand new episode of the world-famous, the award-winning, that would be the Behind the Baller podcast show, coming to you live from San Diego, California. I feel like I was just here, but it was actually two months ago. It just seems like time is fucking flying by. Um, by the way, what the fuck? I'm talking to y'all like what? Like we homies, like we close buddies and that maybe is because i'm recording outside i'm sorry i'm recording inside my wife's car outside my hotel why because my kids are sleeping and it's not the room is big enough or whatever it's just i need to talk the way i need to talk so i gotta do what i gotta do to give y'all an episode and we are getting closer to 300 and um you know how celebrities are they're tough they're fickle and shit is just, you know, and I'm just not about to chase nobody down. I just can't, not in my life. It's another reason why I go solo dolo and why I go, you know, um, without guests a lot of the times, even though I have shows with, with guests um, that are in the queue. But uh, anyways, guys, you are listening to the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, a.k.a. the Wash Lord, a.k.a. the Shank King, a.k.a. the Korean Ben Hogan. Um, that was given to me by Trotty. Chris Trot, who happens to be master fitter, swing advice, fitter to Colin Morikawa, Roy Elroy, and uh, someone named Tiger Woods. You might have heard of him. I don't know. Anyways, guys, yeah, we are live in San Diego. Um, by the way, I'm so sorry, man. I'm, I'm so disoriented. I'm, it's fucking 3.14 in the morning. This is a fully independent podcast as of now. Dropping hints as of now. We might explore some options. We'll see what's good. But yeah, that means that this show is produced by none other than the eight-time podcast producers of the year. That is uh, Mr. Miles Davis, Mr. Jordan Winter. And um, I'm going to keep it short. I am fucking exhausted. Um, I'm trying to give you guys, again, just something to obviously, you know, ride to, whatever it may be. But I'm not, you know, I mean, I have notes here and I'm going to get it in. We have some big episodes coming up. Obviously, these fam questions that are coming up this weekend are going to be um, a lot. Don't forget to submit your questions to bbdtc213 at gmail.com. You have until Friday night, which I'll be out of town. I am on a fucking grind. Your boy is just not really getting the rest I need, and I need that. I need to take care of my skin. I got sunburns. All I'm fucking, my face is sunburned. SPF and all this shit. It's very, very important that you guys wear SPF on your face, anywhere exposed. My man Sam Yee gave me some fucking arm sleeves to play golfing, but you know what? It's like 69, 72 degrees here, but the UV index is different. So when it's 72 in San Diego, it's like 84 in LA. It's a different level of like sun out here and whatever. Anyways, guys, do got some shit I want to talk about and we'll get into it. But the main reason I came down here is... I may or may not get a call in a couple months to play this enormous pro-am, right? This is a PGA fucking tourney where um, some amateurs are going to be able to play to qualify, whatever. Who fucking knows what happens? And even if I don't get the call, I still got to get dialed in. And it is a absolute privilege. No offense. I know there's Chris Brickley. There's my man, Lethal Shooter. And as of Instagram, you know, they're really good shooting coaches and, and skills coaches, but... 
there'd have to be somebody at a 10 time higher level to compare that to Trotty, right? So, you know, that's basically what the main reason I'm down here is to get dialed in with my game, uh, pick up this new driver. I'll get into that after the break. But another reason why we came down here is because I might as well get the kids out of the house, you know? That's important, especially if we can take a little road trip, two and a half fucking hours to get down to San Diego. I remember in the late 90s when I would come down here on a bender or whatever, if I remember dating a chick that was kind of from down here. I actually know she's from down here. What the fuck am I talking about? Trying to dumb it down and play low. Like, my life is pretty open for the most part. But, you know, I could get down here in an hour and a half. So, like, cutting 45 to 60 minutes off your time, it's traffic, all this other bullshit. It's just weird. Plus, on top of that, I tend to not go over 85 with the kids in the car. But, you know, you go down here, there are many things to do. There's a brand new Sesame Street water park. There is Legoland. There is the San Diego Zoo, which is um, an amazing place. We're going to talk about that shortly. There is uh, Coronado. There's, there's a lot of things to do in San Diego. San Diego is real chill, low-key. I'm sure I've talked about it again. I don't want to sound monotonous with my descriptions of the whale's vagina, but I do like it down here. It is really chill. I would love to get a crib out maybe in Encinitas, maybe Carlsbad, but definitely by the water. I was thinking, you know, beachfront would be great, but it's just not realistic for what I got going on because it ain't the time to buy fucking a summer crib or whatever the fuck you want to call it but I do like it down here there's a reason why my man Q uh, world star rest in peace bought his crib down here right and there's a reason why his next door neighbor is fucking Bill Gates and why Bill Gates would live down here but anyways we went to the San Diego Zoo and we didn't do it big or nothing right I'm just just being realistic, you know, um, there's preparation you could do. People could pack snacks and do certain things or whatever, but we missed the Cabo trip. We missed the San Francisco trip. I'll be in San Francisco next week with the kids and um, Nicolette will be in Ibiza partying it up and I hope she has the best fucking time out there and goes crazy. Um, she deserves it. I personally am not a cuffing type dude. I've never have been. That's why sometimes when there's a narrative built around something, People will be like, yo, man, you know, um, with previous exes that make up stories and certain things and just have said shit in the past. It's kind of like someone asked my wife, anybody, close friend, random person. Well, I mean, she wouldn't answer a random person, but like, is Ben jealous? Is he a jealous type? That'd be like the last fucking thing that would ever come out of her mouth. It just, I don't know. You, you get to a certain point in your life, you're like, you just don't care. Anyways, going on, get to the San Diego Zoo yesterday, I'm sorry, two days ago, got here Tuesday, and, um, you know, we pull up, and it's not that, like, you know, we're in a recession right now, which, by the dictionary means, you know, we have two quarters, or is it two months or two quarters, either way, there's, like, two financial quarters, I guess, where you're on a financial decline, I think we're headed for way worse than that, but... Gas prices are down, which doesn't really affect me because I drop, you know, a fucking uh, electric car, but I do have gas vehicles as well. But we get to the San Diego Zoo and the parking's free, which is great, right? That's a good start. And we get there and it's, um, let me be specific now. It's three kids, two adults. It's like $310. And I'm like, okay, cool. We're at 310 right now. Surprisingly, my wife's car, we were able to get here from the Hollywood Hills to the San Diego Zoo on just over a quarter tank. Now, she has a 
hybrid feature in the car and I wasn't really driving fast, but that was really impressive, especially with a fucking quarter million dollar car. It seems like it would be a gas guzzler. But anyways, 310 out the gate, we're starving. We left kind of early, not really early, sorry. We left kind of late, 8.30 or something. Um, we got here at right, just a little bit past 11. And um, it's lunchtime for the kids. And I'm hungry, I've had a meal. Intermittent fasting still. So we immediately go sit down immediately. It's like something called the Safari Cafe. We sit down. I get a cheeseburger. London gets a cheeseburger. Ryder gets some chicken strips. Kaya gets a kid's chicken strip meal. And Nicolette gets a double bacon cheeseburger. Regardless, whatever. I think most of us got, we got two or three bottles of water. I got a Coke with like a souvenir cup because I wanted refills, whatever. I know I was going to drink shit. We didn't get anything crazy. Right there, $88. Okay, so now we're at 400, right? Walk around the park a few times. You know, we had to get waters. Smart water was uh, eight fucking dollars. And um, I think we drank maybe seven or eight of those. Okay, so let's just to say seven. It's 56 bucks right there. So we're at 456, all right? All the kids wanted ice cream. Get ice cream for each one of the kids. And I think me and Nicolette shared one. Those are like seven bucks each, right? So that's like another 30 bucks. So now we're at, you know, almost 500 bucks. And then we get a couple more sodas. We get a couple more other little things, you know, like some snacks. We get some popcorn. We get some nachos. We get anything else, whatever. Bottom line, without blinking, we're at 600 bucks. Okay, now again, I know, snacking is a motherfucker, right? So we get through, you know, most of the park, do whatever, Probably at like 650 by the time we're walking to the exit. And that's right around 4, 430. And by the way, if you've never been to San Diego Zoo, and we've been with the kids at least three or four times, it is the longest motherfucking zoo in the fucking world. There's more walking there than any amusement park you ever go to. There's more walking there than 18 holes at the longest fucking Torrey Pine South. Ain't as, I forgot how many fucking steps we did. I wish I knew the exact number, but it was enough to Nicolette look at the Apple Watch and be like, holy shit. Ain't of the kids are fucking dead. Um, I remember my mom, my dad, probably more my dad carrying me on his shoulders. Me and my dad, my dad had me at the same time I had London. So I was late and he's old. And I remember my dad carrying me right around five or six and Kaya wanted me to carry her for like the last hour. I put it on my shoulders and I can lie to you, I was fucking dying. We walked through a wrong exit and it was like another mile of walking. I was ready to fucking die. Anyways, we're about to leave the park. We go to the gift shop. Get three t-shirts. We got um, some iced coffee. We got a gift for somebody. And then we got like a stuffed animal. I think one or two stuffed animals. So we're at like 840 bucks for the day at the zoo. Now I know, again... You know, they're snacking this here and there. And some people will just be like, fuck it, I'll drink tap water. Where the fuck it may be. All I'm saying is, without blinking your eye, a family of five is going to spend four to $500 there. And how is that even realistic? You know, some people plan vacations to Vegas or certain things for that kind of money and certain shit. It's just wild. And why am I bringing this up? 
because inflation is a motherfucker. It's enough to make me conscious, right? And I know I throw away certain things when I think about like, oh, my happiness can't be, you know, I can't put a price on it. I just want to be able to fucking do what the fuck I want to do and whatever. But it just got me thinking, you know, when I stayed even in a great hotel, only because location was key. And the hotel was $700 a fucking night. And I'll tell you the truth, this place is a fucking... I've been in nicer hotels that were forced. This was just a whatever hotel. There's stains and shit on this place. Kind of smell funky, weird. My wife even complained a little bit. You know, she don't ever complain about shit, right? Room service, all this other shit that's going on. Coffee, fucking whatever. The pool and then ordering food from the pool and all this other stuff. I mean, without blinking my eye, it's fucking like $3,500 for two days in San Diego. And this ain't a brag. This ain't a fucking flex. This ain't nothing like that. I'm just saying it is so fucking easy to blow through money. So you got to be smart. I had a check come in this week. We had some podcast ads and shit, so I'm not really tripping about it. But, you know, um, and by the way, my crowbar sold out. So I'm happy about that. And we made some money on that. It's cool. But I'm not kind of doing it to put cool shit out there. And people think it's like, oh, you're trying to make money. Yeah, that's the plan. The big plan, the bigger plan, is to see my logo in as many hands as I could possibly get to. And that's where it becomes, you know, marketing, right? But I was just thinking about it. I was like, God damn, you know, the fucking zoo is expensive as a motherfucker. And, you know, San Diego's always been definitely cheaper. The sales tax here is cheaper. Everything's cheaper. You know, um, yesterday... We ate at a restaurant. There was no reservations or anything. I had my agent call, whatever, boom. I decided to fucking call. And I said, hey, how you guys doing? Um, I'm shooting some content out here in San Diego. I'm from Los Angeles. My name is Ben Baller. You can go to my social media. I got over 2 million followers. And the manager was like, oh, you know what? We have nothing really available but 5.15 for dinner. And I was like, I'll take it. Beautiful, perfect. We get to the restaurant. They hold us by the best table in the place. I don't know, within that three or four hours I made the reservation, they must have did some research, saw something, were impressed, and I'm kind of actually taken back by it. And we have like the best table, gorgeous view of the cove, La Jolla, um, checked out the seals, it's just perfect weather, literally perfect weather, wasn't too windy. And, um, you know, basic shit, kids ate off the kids menu, me and Nicola got a steak each, we shared a salad, um, they brought out a delicious ahi tuna, um, sashimi, little appetizer. The service was so insanely good that I started to feel uncomfortable. Like, legitimately uncomfortable. Now, it wasn't anything crazy, right? I think Nicolette got a glass of Cabernet. And, you know, without blinking again, it was like $210, right? After tip, it's like $275. So I go to the bathroom with London Ryder. And the waiter tells my wife, it's like weird shit. There's um, glasses breaking. Like we heard a glass break one time. She heard a bunch of glasses breaking. And she goes, whoa, what the fuck's going on? People start looking, you know, when you hear a restaurant, you hear dishes, whatever, break. And the, the waiter tells my wife, you know, your husband has a lot of people on edge and very uneasy. And she's like, oh, she starts laughing. She's like, no, I'm being serious. And she's like, oh, shit, you know. And meanwhile, like I'm at the zoo. I don't. I got to stop maybe 10 times, not like a whole lot, you know, pretty low key. My wife is really like, holy shit, this is crazy. You know, they're tripping like that. But I showed them some love. We were there almost seven years to the day. 
um, with Ryder when he was one years old. We took a pic and posted it up. Food was good. And I looked at the bill and there was a 4% charge. It says 4% service fee to deal with inflation and rising costs of service and food. And I was like, oh shit, I'm not complaining. Just letting you guys know that there's all kinds of little crazy ass fees, right? I'm really bad with Postmates. I order it all the time. Could order a $10 meal from McDonald's or fucking from Philly's Best or where the fuck it is, ends up being $23, $28 maybe after tip. So I'm paying over double to get to the house. Again, it's for convenience. Why am I talking about this? Because it is real easy to fuck around and dig a hole. Now, I have a thing called Truebill. This is not an ad, even though they've advertised on here before. But it tells me what my spending is like. And I have a number of where I'd like to keep it, but that's still like a cap number, right? It's just a number I'd like. It's like, it's a goal. Do I ever make that number? Never. Now I have a backup number that it has to go under. Do I make that number? Say 85% of the time. So just saying, be mindful of how you spend. And um, just going to the fucking zoo is fucking crazy. Going out to eat dinner, you know, out and just... Everything's fucking expensive. This wasn't some super fancy restaurant, but it was, you know, it's just fucking expensive. By the way, had dinner Tuesday night with the TaylorMade team. Went to this place called Fleming's. It's like a steakhouse. Um, it's not Cheesecake Factory. It's like nicer than that. It's not Mastro's. It's a level below that. And it's a nice place and I've had some nice meals and, um, you know, this older white dude's like, hey man, the kitchen's going crazy. You're eating here. And I was like, oh shit, that was pretty cool, you know, and, I'm looking at the menu, then I see 35 ounce prime ribeye tomahawk. And I said, is that price correct? So the crazy thing was, they have this Tuesday special at Fleming's. I don't know if it's only at all Fleming's, because I know there's one at um, Staples Center, there's one at uh, um, Pasadena, there's one at this couple in Orange County. I don't know if they're all over the country, but I'm just saying, there's one here in, in La Jolla, California. And they had this thing for... It was called Tuesday Special, 35-ounce tomahawk, two salads, got a wedge and a Caesar. You get two sides. You get two desserts. Got the fucking chocolate butter cake and the chocolate lava cake. And this shit was $145. Now, I know that may sound like a lot, but if you've ordered a tomahawk from a decent place, that is fucking cheap as shit. So I thought I'd mention that at least. Um, sorry, no stories about McDonald's and no shit like that. But I just wanted to bring that up because it was just like a weird thing. As I was driving down from San Diego, you know, every year for like the last maybe 10 years, I don't know, ever since Obama's been in office, maybe the second term, he has this summer playlist that he gives out, right? And I used to look at it and be like, oh, cool, you know, he listens to hip-hop here and there. I think about it now and it trends every time. And I'm not saying people care, but like, who gives a fuck what Barack Obama listens to? Now, if you're the artist that he chose and everything, cool. He's not the president. I know he was one of our presidents, whatever. But I'm just like, like, who really gives a fuck? And if you do, please leave a comment on the page, on the Instagram post right now. Leave a comment. I care about Obama's playlist. Because I'm just curious, like, who the fuck? Like, I don't know. Some people are like, oh, cool. I have a playlist on Apple. Apple Music actually reached out to me and said, hey, give me 100 songs. I did it. But it's like all-time songs. He's like doing different shit. here. I don't care what his music tastes are. I don't care who he likes as a sports team, whatever. It just doesn't... Again, 
you know I don't like fucking dick stain Donald Trump. I don't give a fuck. But I'd actually be interested what the fuck he listens to. I actually would. Besides the fact that he's a super cheater in golf. But I would actually be super fucking interested. Now, the Fed rate has been um, raised again. Is it the third time or the fourth time? So many guys in the fashion. Bottom line is it's a lot for this year. So crypto has gone up because of that Fed rate raise, right? And I just kind of just think about it. I'm like, what the fuck are some of you guys doing? And I'm just wondering, there's never been more jobs available since I was working, you know, retail or minimum wage jobs, whatever the fuck it be. There are actual, the highest available number of jobs right now and nobody wants to work. So you got to ask yourself, you're out begging celebrities or influencers or people on social media for money for cash app here and there. And some of you guys don't want to work. You want to do the minimal amount of work. You want to do the minimal amount of work and go to Rolling Loud, have a Louis Vuitton belt, eat at some fucking foodie place that's on TikTok. You know, I don't think a lot of those people necessarily aspired. They were like, oh, I think I should drive a fucking Benz or whatever. And some of these people do. You know who drives, and I'm not making fun of them, I'm just being honest. You know who drives an A-class Benz or a 1-series BMW? The people who need to have that label Benz or BMW. And Mercedes-Benz sells a shitload of those because people want to have, at least say, I'll drive a BMW. Oh, what do you drive? Oh, I drive an A230. The fuck? The fuck is that? It took me a long time to even know there was an A-class, right? Or even a 1-series. You have an M1? The fuck is an M1? Only M1 I know is one that Andy Warhol designed way back in the fucking 70s and 80s. Anyways, going on is what I'm saying is, if you want anything in this world, you got to really grind for it. Nobody's going to give you shit. Now, again... I know a lot of people played this lottery the other day. I don't know if anyone won the, lot, the jackpot, but the Mega Millions is like $830 million. It got me thinking like, fuck it, why not? But you know, you're never going to win. But at the same time, you have that attitude like, hey, well, okay, great. You got to play to win, right? If you don't ever try, you're never going to fucking win. So I don't know. Does that make any sense? I don't know. Last topic I want to talk about before we um, go to the break is Brittany Griner went to court again, right? And the Biden administration has made a deal to trade Brittany Griner for a Russian arms dealer that is in custody in American soil. Don't know where he's at. You can fucking find out what the fuck his name is, but it's irrelevant what his fucking name is. He's a big Russian arms dealer that got caught doing some shit here and they want to trade him for Brittany Griner. Now the crazy part is, people are giving false information about the actual charges, like, oh, it's CBD, it's this, she has a prescription for drugs. It don't motherfucking matter if she has a prescription. Because I know when I had my card and certain shit, if you enter an area where cannabis is illegal, and it's not CBD, it was cannabis, and you are in motherfucking Russia, of all places. You know, man, I feel sorry, but at the same time, like, yes, it's not a big deal here. How are you going to fucking tell another country what their laws are and what their laws aren't? That's why I tell people all the time. Don't fuck around in third world countries. Don't fuck around in foreign countries. 
things are different as much as you want to complain here. You think any of that fucking protesting, fucking, you know, anti-gay rights or LBGTQ or Black Lives Matter stuff, that shit don't, don't fly. It will never fly in these third world countries, right? It just won't. And Australia has been having some riots. France has here and there. But it's nowhere where it is right now in America. It, America is fucking wild. Shit is literally falling apart. Every single fucking day, there's some home invasion that's crazy. Motherfuckers are robbing Amazon trucks to get away. There's shootings in Downey. There's people getting robbed. Some dude just here in La Jolla said that the fucking, some dude came out of an Uber, of a fucking Uber, ran and tried to open the valet cash register and take the valet money. And it's just like, dog, what the fuck is going on? Everyone wants to steal, lie, and cheat. And I'm like wondering, it's gotta be the big homies, parents, elders, if you don't take care of your kids, if you don't discipline your kids, if you don't send a message and try to put boundaries, what the fuck else do you think is going to happen? You know, the grandmother or the mother of the guy who shot and killed everyone at Uvalde um, in Texas, she was saying, you can't judge me. You can't talk about me. Bitch, yes, we can. I know we can't control, you can't control your kids or whatever else, but bitch, what you think's gonna happen? I know it's fucked up, you feel bad for the mom, whatever, but it's like, what the fuck did you think? That's your motherfucking family. What the fuck? I'm not saying you can't go out, but you know, it's a fucked up world we lived in. Back to Brittany Griner. My man Van Lathan, he's a very outspoken dude, he's got a podcast, he used to be one of the head uh, guys at TMZ. He's a very pro-black man. And he's like, yo, this ain't the deal you want to do. This shit reminds me of a Knicks trade. He's like, I'll be completely honest with you. Giving up this Russian arms dealer who has committed like major James Bond enemy type crimes for a black woman in Russia who broke the law. Man, this ain't shit got nothing to do with Democrats, no Republicans, nothing. It's just about wrong and right at this point. They're making a big deal about it. The NBA is here and there. Again, we don't have the same laws as they have over there. Bad trade. Right? Feel sorry for it. It's fucked up. Motherfuckers are getting beaten down and thrown in jail for spitting gum on the street in Singapore. People are going to jail for 18 months to fucking two, three years for a fucking speeding violation in the Philippines in jails that are supposed to hold 80,000 people but currently house 400,000 people. Ain't nowhere to sit. Ain't nowhere to shit. Ain't no toilet. You got a bucket. It's just fucking hell in there. And it's like, if you ain't got no money, here's what it is. Life ain't fair. So how do you beat that? You don't cry about it. You don't complain. You dust your motherfucking pants off. You fucking rub your hands. And you say, fuck this. I'm going to get mine. And you could do it without stealing. You could do it without cheating. You could do it without lying. All right. And I mean that, guys. This is all freestyle, off the dome piece. These aren't part of my notes. I'm just saying we got a lot of lazy motherfuckers out there who want shit given to them because they think they deserve it. That's called entitlement. And I'm not fucking with that. Period. All right. Anyways, we're going to go on a little commercial break. Um, I am literally fucking recording this shit 
out of a fucking car. But uh, my man Miles is going to play some commercials, some Lakey Lake in the background, and we'll be right back, y'all. It's time. Parents. Time to finally cross off that one important thing on your to-do list. The most important thing on your to-do list. Life insurance. Fabric makes getting a great term life insurance policy for your family quick, easy, and surprisingly affordable. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help it make it easier to manage your family's finances. Fabric is all online, so everything is on your schedule. It takes less than 10 minutes to apply, see your quote, and then personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. Fabric's new lower prices mean significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like million dollars in coverage for less than a dollar a day. Fabric also has over a 1,600 five-star reviews on Trustpilot.com, and it's fully backed by Vantis Life, one of the most trusted names in life insurance since 1847. Fabric has a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Fabric's online hub lets you handle all your family's finances in one place, not just life insurance. Create a will, start your kid's college savings plan, and even set up a rainy day savings fund. That's meetfabric.com slash baller. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash baller. Protect your family's financial future with fabric. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash baller. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantis Life. Not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Yo, 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 what up, y'all? So we're back. Um, I got an email from the Seattle Seahawks talking about coming out there and go visit them for a summer camp. The problem is it's literally next week and I'm literally coming back from Jersey Sunday night. And um, I'm just like thinking like, how the fuck am I going to come back from Jersey Sunday night, fly up to fucking Seattle to watch the camp, training camp, there's another day too I can kind of make it to, but then head to San Francisco the next day. I just can't do it. This week is already killing me. But yeah, I'm flying to San, uh, to New Jersey tomorrow. Shit. Flying to New Jersey tomorrow for the National. National's going on right now for everyone in the hobby. Um, I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't even checked in to see what's going on. People are out there getting their thing on. Gary V reached out to me. He's like, yo, we got to connect out there. PSA reached out to me. But I'm going out there to do a special episode of Baller Breaks. I have two different breaks. I have one with Paul Pierce. He's an Inglewood legend. He's from L.A., but obviously, you know, he's famous for being in the NBA, playing for the Celtics. Um, the Celtics that I hated. And um, I met Paul a couple times. Cool dude. We're doing a break. Uh, you know, Baller Breaks um, will be live and direct on the network app. Again, thank you to everyone who bought my crowbar. It did sell out. It was good. Did we just talk about that earlier? Anyways, just bring that up again. But yeah, the next break that we do is going to be fucking huge. And it's with the legend Joe Montana. And it's a fucking big deal. It's fucking huge. The craziest part about all this shit is that both Paul Pierce and Joe Montana are represented by XL Sports Management. That's fucking something right there. That's fucking crazy. Like, it's lit. It's going to be, you know, obviously a great time. I'm not trying to hang out too motherfucking long. I get in Friday, probably Friday early evening. 
And then I leave Sunday morning. I'm like, fuck this. Let me get back to my life and let me get fucking back to some golf and all the other shit. Speaking of golf. Um, so yeah, the reason why I'm down here in San Diego and it's almost motherfucking four in the morning right now. Um, came down to get dialed in, came down to get my new DHY driving iron stealth three DHY. They call it a cheat stick. The thing with some of these clubs, you have to know how to hit them. That's a long club. Could replace your hybrid. Um, I was hitting it further than my hybrid. Now it's not, my hybrid's a little easier to hit. And they call the hybrid a rescue club, right? And I love the hybrid. It's probably the best club that I hit in my bag next to my putter. My putter is definitely the product. Well, you know, it's, it could be arguable. The putter is going to be the one that, you know, obviously gets me in the fucking hole. And that's really more important. But the, the hybrid is my money club. And I came down here and I'm working with Trotty. And Chris Trot is arguably the greatest technical swing tech master fitter, you know, working with the best of the PGA, obviously team TaylorMade. And um, I hit some balls at TaylorMade, get some content. We go to this golf course about five minutes away called Goat Hill. It's owned by this guy who owned Ashworth. And if you, I mean, I, I follow golf to a little bit right here and there, but I knew Ashworth was a pretty big brand because I would actually wear golf polos here and there, right? And um, Ashworth was like a cool little like preppy-ass brand. So I guess apparently the owner of Ashworth bought this course. It's a par 64, I believe, or is it par 54? The fuck? No, it can't be par 54. Par 64 and um, 18 holes. It's like an executive 18-hole course. It um, was uh, fucking amazing. Honestly, really cool course, tough holes, fun, par fives, par threes. And my boy Mike, who's the head of marketing for TaylorMade, is like fucking insanely good. And he's been playing for less than four years and he's so fucking good. I haven't seen anybody, and I'm talking about, I've played with a lot of people who drive the ball like this guy. And I've played a few tournaments where guys are good, never seen anybody. He, this motherfucker hits the shit out of the drive. Three iron, fucking DHY. He's hitting everything. Oh, like I didn't see one single shot under like 295. I mean average. Just because I could hit these balls and I post them on Instagram doesn't mean that's what I average. Because I will fucking slice shank and fucking fuck up a, a shot, you know, because you only get one try on the course. But we play Goat Hill. I pretty much play bogey ball. And I just can't get some of my irons to hit right. Some of them do, some of them don't. I don't know what the fuck the situation is. And I didn't have these problems when I was playing at Brookside. When I played at, it just, every so often I just get shanks. You know, it's just weird. Trotty comes along. He's like, hey man, your foot's wrong over here. Move this here. And it's so simple. It's so confident. It's as confident as me when I'm working on jewelry. You, you can't tell me nothing. I'm not going to miss over something. And it's not like a cocky. It's just, it's two plus two equals four. And he's like, look, you're swinging too hard still. You've made a vast improvement on your backswing. You've made improvements on these other things. You're in the plane. You're on your way. It's not about how far you're hitting in this and that because you're going to hit the ball 30, 40 yards further in, in a few more months. 
and you're already hitting it very far right now, but you're going with too much hands and everything. Bottom line is, he moved my left foot four or five inches, moved my right foot like two or three inches. Next thing I know, I'm knocking the shit out of the ball. It's giving me more tech advice. He's not really a coach where my coach is RDB. And, you know, he's super respectful to my coach, Ron. And I'm just knocking the fucking ball out of fucking here. They call this DHY the cheat stick, and I understand why now. And, you know, I post this swing on Instagram, and people are like, yo, there's no way this, no way that. I'm just, the wonder of, look, again, this is a very tough game. Never in a million years I told anybody I was good at it. I want to get good, you know. But I'm playing very, very decent for someone who's only playing for fucking seven and a half months. So it's very hard to believe for some people. Like, imagine if you told somebody a bill was $30,000 at a nightclub. And they say, oh, it's a cap. And then the bill shows $30,000. And then you pay the bill. I mean, what other way is there to get out of that bill? Is it, You're going to report your card stolen? I don't know. Steal and run and hide? I mean, you know, you see it. Okay? Now, the other thing would be to show your credit card statement. And that would be like actual proof, right? Or whatever. But like, who's going to lie? Some people would, I, I get it. I just don't have that reputation. It's just, again, this is a tough game. So people have, you know, doubts and stuff. But when the sign on the wall says 250 and the ball goes either 250 or goes a little above that, whatever, and they're like, oh, let me see the TrackMan. TrackMan is a device that is like a GPS data device that shows you how fast the ball's going, how fast your club speed is going, the path of it. It shows every kind of technical data of your swing with the golf club, right? That's great. Okay? If your house is 17 miles away from the nearest 7-Eleven. There's really no arguing. Google Maps is going to tell you how to get there, whatever it may be. Nothing else can tell you. You know, there might be shortcuts or anything. I'm just telling you, like, the realistic, like, not walking, you're driving. It's what it is. What the fuck is a track man going to show? And we have one. There's all over. We used it all through my training sessions at the Kingdom. Trotty thinks it's fucking funny. He's like, yo, I've never seen anybody come for somebody. So fucking, they have it out for you. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know what I'm saying? Because they can't say shit about cars. They can't say shit about joy, but now I'm entering a thing that they play or whatever, you know, it's hard. And some of these guys, they say they're good. They says, I know who's good. I know who's not. Okay. I know who's going to show up to the tee and try to, you know, gamble and win. And I'm not saying that people are the best. I'm just saying there are people who I'm dealing with. Why would I want to deal with anybody who sucks? My coach has a course record at Angeles. It's a very fucking tough course. Tiger Woods right now is not going to shoot a fucking 62 at that course. That's how fucking tough that course is and how good my coach was at one point. It's a great teacher. So anyways, when the ball hits a sign or it goes above that sign, I usually cut down five or 10 yards just to give you an idea. What the fuck is a GPS distance data tracking machine going to tell you if the ball goes there and it came off my swing. That's where it becomes mind-boggling. But anyways, the hate makes me smile. I crack up. I reply to people sometimes. 99.999% of the time, these people just want to reply so bad. And I, I'd give it to them regardless. Some people are like, oh man, the only people I won't reply to are people who ask him for money. And why? Because I can't interfere with God's plan. 
God's plan is for meant for you to struggle for whatever it may be. You have to find a way. I didn't get any help. Shit, I went through it. If they made it easy for me, I'd make it easy for you. But it just wasn't easy for me. So people ask me for money. People ask for this. Like my man Lil Duval says, I can't get in the way of God's plan. By the way, shout out to Lil Duval. He went and got a fucking, he got hit by a car on his quad in the Bahamas. They had to fucking air fly him out. He broke his leg. He's busted his hip, fractured some other shit. He's really doing bad. He's in a lot of pain. I hope he's all right. But um, yeah, man, golf is tough. And I think when people see me playing in some of these programs, they're going to be pissed. And the reason why they're pissed is because they don't know. I put 30 years of actual blood, sweat, and tears and grind in building my name, building a resume, building all this foundation to have one thing, and that's access. The fact that Tiger Woods is represented by XL Sports Agency, Mark Steinberg, is one of the fucking partners, right? You got fucking, my agent is Colin Morikawa's agent. My agent represents some of the best LPGA golfers in the world. My agent represents a ton of people. Some of the most amazing athletes are represented by XL. And I'm not a fucking low earner there. So I bring value to the agency. And these sponsors that sponsor me, I bring value to those brands. So this relationship I have with TaylorMade gives me access to some of the best people on the earth, which so happens to be a sport that I love now. So they don't know that I put in all that motherfucking grind and that's how I have access. And it makes people mad. And that's how you get fucking places. You don't fucking get shit just because you're the fucking thing in the moment. And you could. I know in golf, though, that don't work that way. Because a lot of celebrities that are inside Marvel movies, they're athletes here and there, they might get a club or two here and there. But they ain't giving motherfuckers full sets and sponsoring them and doing other shit and backing them up. It's I've built relationships. And that's an important thing. I think people don't understand what foundation is. So anyways, that's enough golf talk. I'm fucking tired of shit. I'm going to pass out for fucking three or four hours. Head back to LA. Hopefully hit some golf balls. But um, yeah, man. Summer is ending soon. It kind of makes me sad. It's like London starts school on his actual birthday. On the 24th of August. It's fucking, you know, less than a month away. And we haven't even fucking done a whole bunch of shit. Kind of feel like summer has flown by. Looking forward to Cabo. Hope my wife has the best time. Like I said, in Ibiza. We're going to have fun in San Francisco next week. I'm going to try to bring some sticks out there and see what's up. Haven't figured out what I'm going to do yet because I just, I want to have fun out there. Guys, don't forget the fan questions again. We're going to really get it in. I want to say I probably had the top three most famous person in the world coming on for episode 300. It's now time to look for a backup. Not that I need to have somebody for episode 300, but episode 300 and the one-year anniversary are literally four days apart from each other. So I might maybe figure out how to do the three-year anniversary and the 300 together. I don't know yet. Jordan and Miles don't even know. Well, they no, they don't. What the fuck am I talking about? But we're going to try to figure that out. Um, but yeah, summer's ending soon. I'm sad. Still want to get a BTB super follower Dave and Buster party right probably towards the end of summer. Should have some time before NFL season starts, which I'm super excited about. But um, oh, by the way, guys, I watched episode four of Blackbird. I forgot it came out on Friday. Episode five comes out tomorrow. 
still fucking really good. Really, really, really good. I have not seen shit on TV that has been worth watching. I owe Miles Davis a fucking big, huge shout out of the Dust Brothers because Blackbird is so fucking good. But um, that's it, man. Send in the fan questions, bbdtc213 at gmail.com. I'm just fucking tired. Hope this rant wasn't boring. I just wanted to give you guys some game. I just really think sometimes you need to be pushed a little bit more. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? The Biden administration is going to get killed if they don't fucking try to help Britney Griner some more. And then they're going to get crucified now because they're giving up a fucking, you know, a bigger criminal than what Britney is. Right? And it's kind of like, my life is damned if you do, damned if you don't. So I'm going to do what makes me happy. And I'm going to continue pushing. If I post cars, I post some other things. But, oh, wait, shut the fuck up. You'll never hear me tell somebody why you post in your car. The only time I think about that is when dudes, and again, people are entitled to make whatever they want. You got dudes like Yellow Lambo 2007, whatever the fuck it is. They're happy about it. All right, cool. And that to make some joy. Make it, you know, I feel bad sometimes when I think about it. This, is, this dude, it brings him so much joy. He has 313 pictures on his page and 317 of them are of his yellow Lamborghini. That's 17 years old. You know, I know my math is terrible. I'm just fucking with you guys. But I'm just saying, like, it's like, damn, man, really? And again, you know, it's some people have different goals. Some people have different things that make them happy. Some dudes like fat chicks. Some people like whatever. There's someone for everyone. All I'm saying is, if it makes you happy and you're not stealing, you're not cheating, you're not lying, you're not hurting anyone, do you? I'm sorry, let me take that back. You might hurt somebody else's feelings because you're doing something, whatever, boom, follow your heart. All I'm saying, though, is you can't be lazy. You can't be looking at your phone. I look at my phone all the time. It's different. I'm in a different position than you guys are. Well, I'm sorry, than the people who are sitting around asking for money or whatever. You can't be sitting on the phone looking at TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, where the fuck you look at and be mad about somebody else that's getting it. If you ain't putting your fucking 25,000 hours. Period. Speaking of Instagram, it's really getting just worse and worse. It looks like TikTok. They're trying to be like TikTok. I just want the old Instagram back. I want a chronological timeline. It's not too late, IG. Make it fucking happen. And by the way, when I broke 2 million followers, I was like at 2 million 4,000. Now I'm at 1,999,000 and change. And I'm wondering, I saw the other day, I got 9,000 followers and then I lost 14,000. How? Fucking it, the weirdest shit ever. It is what it is, guys. Have a great weekend. I should have a decent weekend wrap up from tomorrow uh, in Jersey whatever happens to the national. And then we got fucking fan questions. I'm probably going to answer at least 50 to 100 of them. That's going to be good. So I know a lot of people are pissed off. Beginning people like, yo, man, what's up with the under hour episode? Well, yo, you about to get a motherfucking a long episode on this next one. So anyways, guys, um, that is it. Hope you have a great weekend. Make it a great day. This is not your practice life. All that good shit. But I'm being dead ass serious, guys. You got to put the work in. I mean, if you buy a lottery ticket and you win, cool, great. If you happen to be, it just, history shows that ain't usually how it happens. 
History shows us the motherfucker has been working in the fields. You know, a janitor, someone who worked hard and deserved it. It's just, it's just not likely. If you've never worked hard in your life and you're mad about something, yo, you need to figure shit out. That's why I saw an old tweet of mine surface not that long ago and I said, it's sad to see people that I actually know in real life not evolve. If you're still worried about Gucci belt prices and what the bottle prices are and re-up in a bag of fucking Kush or whatever the fuck it may, bro, evolve. There's bigger things. Some people say, all you talk about is golf. One of the toughest fucking incredible games in the world that nobody, not even Tiger, has mastered. Yeah, it's a challenging motherfucking game. I suggest you try to get into it. It ain't easy. All right, y'all. We are out of here. My man Lakey Lake is going to take us out of here. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Please subscribe if you haven't. And yo, Lakey Inspired, take us to the crib. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.